Hello everyone, welcome back to the Wrestling Fans Insight. We are on episode number 36, and thanks to many of you who actually listened to our special bonus episode, we actually, between the two days, we actually had uh, 75 downloads on that episode, believe it or not. So nice. Thank you for everyone who uh, tuned in for that short little episode, given our... Uh, Ever so fun Survivor Series predictions, if you call it that. <laughs> so, uh, but anyhow, I'm joined by my co-host, William. Hello, Will. Hello. Heather, how are you today? I'm doing good. Ready to get the show on the road. Awesome. And Carlos, how are you today, bud? You feeling better? Yeah, I'm, feel- I'm feeling scripty today. Oh, oh, oh my god <laughs> even will is shaking his head closing his eyes like what the fuck uh, <laughs> here carlos calls me the heel on twitter <laughs> oh lord i can't believe you went there <laughs> Shots fired. I I would say thanks. Yeah. But anyhow, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. God. I was trying not to go through coughing on this episode, and Carlos screwed it up. Anyways, uh, no. I hope every one of you had an awesome Black Friday, awesome Thanksgiving. If you didn't listen to our last episode. But we're going to get right to it because we got a lot to cover today. Well, I guess you can call it a lot to cover. <laughs> we're going to actually break our normal format. We're going to start with AEW since WWE was the meat and potatoes this week for us. So, without any further ado, let's get off to the AEW Dynamite results. In the opening match for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship, Orange Cassidy successfully retains against Jake Hager. And there was some shenanigans after that in the world title eliminator final match for the AEW World Championship. Ricky Starks somehow manages through his injuries, gets the victory over Ethan Page. I believe that's going to be my upset for the week. Match number three, which was a is the best of seven series for the Trios Championship. Death Triangle gets the victory over the Elite, which now puts Death Triangle 2-0 so far so they got two more to win to keep those championships and in a three-way i guess you can say or a, a triple threat tag team match however you want to look at it the team of dr Britt baker dmd and the aew women's champion jamie Hayter defeat the team of tay Mello and anna jas and the other team willow nightingale and sky blue and in that main event, the Ring of Honor World Championship, Chris Jericho manages to def- eh, manages to retain against Ishii. And going into the Rampage results, great opening match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Ring uh, FTR. Eh, I really cannot talk today. Damn Carlos. FTR. Oh, yeah, FTR retains against Top Flight. Darby Allen gets a victory over Anthony Henry. Hikarushita gets a victory over, is it Queen Aminata? Aminata. Aminata. I can never pronounce it right. And in the main event, 
which I guess was a six-man tag, not really. Roosh, Butcher, and The Blade get the victory over Dark Order, only it was John Silver and Alex Reynolds. And we saw a little bit of fun post-match there. As we see Preston Ten Vance, who was supposed to be in that match, turns on his dark his former friend's Dark Order. So, do you want to start off on this one, Will? <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, the Hager versus Orange match, it, it was an okay match. I found it more entertaining because I knew that Hager was going to come out and have some fun with it. I knew he was going to react with Orange Cassidy the way that he did. So, got to throw love for Hager on that one. Um, Ethan versus Ricky Starks. That was a good match. I was actually surprised because I didn't think that Ricky Starks was really in that position quite yet. No, I think everybody pretty much had it in their minds that Ethan Page was going to yeah. win that and feud with MJF with the whole firm and MJF splitting ways. Yeah, that one just it threw me off. Um, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus the Death Triangle. It was a... Uh, it was an awesome match. They're uh, really starting to get into hammering things down, aren't they? Yes. About damn time. <laughs> um, the three-way tag team match uh, for the women, It I I didn't enjoy it that much. It just seemed like it was just... It was a filler match. It, it was too scattered all over the place. Uh, and then Chris Jericho, of course, against Tomohiro Ishii. That was a that was an excellent match. I have really appreciated the tap out. Yeah, especially a tough guy Ishii is. Yeah. You you would never expect him to Like that's gotta be like hitting a brick wall. Yeah. Uh, okay, as far as Rampage, uh excellent physical match between F T R and Top Flight. It was everything I expected that to be. Uh never really seen Anthony Henry. Yeah. Wrestle before. He's mostly an indies guy. Yeah. Uh, so that one uh between him and Darby it was it was an okay match. Yeah, it didn't really tell their past history in the indies very well, so No. Um the Hikaru Shida versus Queen Aminata, I don't even see a point to why they bothered with that. They they could have cut the previous match and Giving the women a little more time. Well, yeah, I mean the. I think a lot of it was to get Hikaru Shida back on momentum in her winning ways, which and, would have played much better if they would have given her more match time. And they're also, I guess, trying to throw in uh, Allie and Penelope Ford to. Oh, they're definitely have a feud with Hikaru. They're definitely pushing for that. Yeah. Um, and then the last match. Uh, Butcher, Blade, and Roosh versus, you know, the two guys from Dark Order. I really, really was digging the match up until 10 came out and did the betrayal. Uh, I think they might have gone a little too far on that betrayal. Yeah, well, let's get... Uh, why don't we go to Heather on her takes for AEW this week? Um, I really, I mean, I, I thought it was okay. Um, the, like Jake Hager versus Orange Cassidy, um, it was okay except for them fighting over that hat. Like, that was just really dumb. But I was glad that Orange Cassidy retained. 
And I I like the fact that House of Light made their return, um, finally. And Ethan Page and Ricky Stars, I thought Ricky Stars did really good, and I'm glad that he won. Um, and then um, the Elite losing for the second time, uh, they need to hurry up and start winning. And um, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker winning, uh, getting the win. Uh, I kind of figured that one. <coughs> and um, Jericho versus... What is his name? Tomohiro Ishii. All right, that was a pretty good match because they they was like just they was beating the crap out of each other just with the tops and stuff. But ain't that kind of what did him and uh, Eddie Kingston did uh, at one of them pay per views? Yeah, I believe it was at All Out. They had the okay. match against each other, and that's one of the things the negative IWC was on top of them about because it was a complaint it was nothing but a chop fest well apparently you don't have respect for japanese wrestling because that's what you're going to see quite a bit there (laughs) all the time yeah yeah that's what i thought because that that they were complaining about that and they were basically doing the same thing with jericho but i mean i thought the match was good i thought the match was really good um, and then on Rampage, the top flight versus FTR, I thought that was a really good match, too. Um, and I liked the Darby Allen match, even though I really didn't know who Anthony Henry was. I know they said something about that they had history together, but I'd never seen him wrestle before. Um, and I don't really understand the purpose of the Sheeta and the Queen, whatever her name is, match. And the Butcher and the Blade and, and Roosh and John Silver and Alex Reynolds was a good match until uh, um, Tian came out there and did what he did and all that stuff. So, but overall, it was pretty good. Carlos? All right, so let me talk to you, North LA Knight. <laughs> so, <laughs> the first, you guys are talking about the CM Punk trolling. Oh my gosh, what the heck? Um, so uh, I love I love the opening segment with Dan, with the Brian Danielson. I thought like that was like takeaway from the Bloodline. Like that was like the, and people like talk about he does have good storytelling. That that whole promo was amazing. I mean, I was so freaking invested, and I cannot wait to see what happens with this. Now it's like it was just it was an amazing promo by him, just speaking his truth, and again just touching on just touching on the um, on the heartstrings. You know, I thought that was a really good promo. Um, I didn't like seeing the factory out there after that match with Orange Cassidy. One thing for me is I don't want to I like for Tony Khan like just let the feuds die. You know, like that's the thing where it's like okay they they just beat their ass on that zero hour pre show and. Like, what now? Like, you're going to bring them out again? Like, they didn't really need them out there in order to have the de- in order to have um, the Def- um, de- um, House of Black rebu- debut. I just thought that was kind of dumb. I think uh, Jade should have beat Kira out of the out of the baddies, you know, should have beat her up as, a, you know, being a badass instead of the lawyer. That's the one thing I want to see with Jade more is I want to just see her be more of a badass and just be more of a legit, you know, someone who just doesn't take shit. Um I'm happy for, for Ricky Starks. I thought that was really good storytelling in the match, how he played up to his injury. I'm happy for him, too, because then I think that shows MGF's going to stay here, obviously, so I like that a lot. Um, you could not convince me that CM Punk's not coming back now after all that trolling. I know they're getting heat for it, but I think I think there's some kind of deal done. 
And again, if, if I get to put my little, you know, IWC Booker hat on again, I'd love next year to, I'd love for next year to see all, you know, the um, the Lee versus CM Punk and um, FTR in a Loser Leaves Town match because I really do think that FTR is going to go back to WWE, and I would love to, I would just like to see them get that kind of payoff for that feud. I just think it'd be awesome. Um, at all next year, I'm over Sky Blue. Like all she does is lose. I don't want to see her on my TV for like six months, please. Um, you know, and then I and then again the whole thing too. It's like I get they don't have the rankings anymore, but for me, like you know, you still have wins and losses, and it made no sense to me that you're gonna have Jay Lethal and and Jeff Jarrett come out after they claim after they lost at All Out to to Darby and Sting. Like so, the losing team's gonna get the title shot. I didn't I didn't like that kind of. I didn't like that. That that didn't make no sense to me. That made no sense in the booking to me. Um, on AWE Rampage, that opening match reminded me of again of, of why I love tag team wrestling. I I, I love Top Fly. I love FTR. Um, a solid opening bout. But I feel like I feel like Rampage tonight was very very Ring Ring of Honor heavy, and I was my thought it was um, I don't mind that for Rampage being used to build towards Death Before Dishonor pay per view, and I would like for them to do that and kind of keep AEW you know being about AEW storylines besides maybe one segment being about ROH because I get that Tony Khan has to you know he has to build that pay per view, but at the same time let's have one show be about that and then let's have the other show be focused on AEW storylines. I'm in agreement with you guys. I, I, don't, I didn't like the women's match at all. You know, the one thing I feel like Tony Khan needs to be able to take the heat about is, you know, as long as women are getting time on television, that counts to me just as good as a match. And for myself, I would have liked to have seen Tony Storm's interview be, out, be outside in front of the crowd. But I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I would have liked to see a scene here given more time and maybe the next competitor that wants to step up trying to earn themselves a title shot goes after Tony. You know, I feel like the match did nothing for me whatsoever. Um, as far as the, the, um, the main event, I thought maybe, you know, Don Mysterio can give Snake to one some acting lessons, you know, as far as how to act, you know, because I feel like I, I feel like his acting blue, his acting as a kid during the Eddie and, and Ray feud blew, 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 blew negative one out of the water. Like he was just kind of just crouched down, just looking around. It's like the whole acting was dumb. Um, eventually, I'd like to see Roosh's faction end up in ROH. And then I didn't, and, I, and again, I'm happy for Preston, but I didn't like the fact that the wrestler with the most upside in Preston Vance was taken out of the Dark Order. They might as well just disband that group now. They mean nothing to me anymore. That's all I got for AEW. Yeah, and I thought, I thought Stu Grayson was back in AEW. Am I wrong? I think that? he was just. He, I think he was just. He was just in town for Canada because when they were in Canada, because he's Canadian. Okay. Um, and for me, like, it's one of those things where it's like, because I, I, I think what Tony Khan wanted to do, I think, like, Peter Avalon, is, they, they're on a paid-per-appearance deal. I don't think he wanted that. I think he wanted a contract. But at the same time, you have the money, Tony. Bring him back and bring back Cole. I mean, they just need something. But again, to me, like, the, the, the thing that's going to invest you in a group is you're going to eventually see that one person who eventually becomes a big star. That's the whole idea of a faction. And they just took the guy out with the most upside and the guy who would be that for them. So the group really has no more purpose, if you ask me. Even with Alan Angels leaving, too. He's the young guy too they both left they're both not in the group anymore yeah and i have to agree i mean if they're gonna start taking away any more members you might as well just not have the faction anymore because now you're basically just down to evil uno grace it or not grayson evil uno reynolds and reynolds and reynolds silver. and silver and if he grows if he ages to 18 real fast maybe negative one but 
by that time he'll already it, you know yeah, but dark, no, dark yeah, order is yeah. not even gonna exist anymore but all the other guys will be retired and so it's like they gotta start that just, just to me it's like you're taking out the one guy who had the most upside it makes it makes no sense yeah and they already have so many they already have so many superstars as, as it is you know come on yeah it's like they needed another heel one thing i do want to touch because i know we talked about it on last sunday's episode and you brought it up again I think what really Tony Khan needs to look at is maybe keeping AEW Dynamite on the Wednesdays, but instead of having it as AEW Rampage, he needs to turn that to like maybe Ring of Honor Rampage or something and maybe find a way to get a two-hour slot. I, I, think, yeah. I think it would help the Ring of Honor brand for one. But two, you know, if you're going to start planning to do something with two different companies that you own you need to start getting it in gear especially now because you're almost at the year end and really with when the new year hits everybody's going to want to start fresh and everything because you're starting to get more into the wrestlemania season you got a lot to compete with that and if he wants his two companies going this is the time to start getting it going and for sure, like for me, like I know he doesn't want to compete against the NFL, but if he's gonna, if he's gonna have, you know, Ring of Honor, if, let's say if, if it ends up on HBO Max, for example, you know, like eventually, like I would, I would, I would, I would film Ramp, I would film, I would, I would do like what you're saying, or I would film Rampage on Thursdays and then have, and then have Ring of Honor on Fridays, yeah, you know, and have Rampage be live every week. Yeah, that that's another possibility there too. Well, and also uh, take. Before, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. I was gonna say also take one of those YouTube nights and make that a, the Ring of Honor one as well. You know, at least yeah, at least divide it up a little bit and showcase your brands a little more. However, I would kind of get a little bit further away from get a little more division in days between those two nights. You know, I'll have one like a Monday and the other like either like a Thursday or. Well, I guess Monday, Tuesday would have to work in a way because your main show is, your two main shows are Wednesday, Friday. But if you put it on Thursday, though, you're really only kind of, in a way, trying to compete with Impact, and that's really not much competition there either. Exactly. I mean, correct. Exactly. I think his big thing is about having NFL on Thursdays, but again, it's only for 16. I mean, the season's not that long. I mean, no. sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Well, and that's really wrestling's slow season is when the NFL's playing because NBA doesn't, uh, as I'm going through puberty there, NBA, you know, <laughs> doesn't really compete much when it comes to the professional wrestling because hell they got 82 games a year so well each team has 82 games a year so they can always go back and go and watch their teams later football it's like once a week (laughs) so you know for sure and for me too like his logic doesn't make sense right now because like you know he was saying sharing on the scrum about um you know oh well you know, I, don't, I, I think Ring of Honor deserves more than a YouTube show, and I agree with him. But at the same time, why, but while you're waiting for that big deal, you could still be doing a YouTube show to build it and build characters and, and, to, and to give your other shows back to AEW and not have to put all those Ring of Honor storylines on there, you know? It's still a means to the end. So you, And then again, if you're showcasing what you have in mind, then that's going to, to me, it's going to be more, it's going to be more, you know, it's going to be more ideal and it's going to be more logical that you're going to get that TV deal for showing that you have a good show for the people you know show them what you have you know show them what your ideas are exactly. put your thing to fruition yeah 
Yeah, I totally agree. And before I forget, let, thank you for giving me kudos for calling out the main event of, of full, of, uh, of, you know, of full gear. Thank you for giving me my kudos for calling the, the brass neck shot. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody had to, damn it, you know. Thank you. I, I, I didn't see much people talking because I, I right, right away when uh, when I when Regal first did his podcast, you know, all about MGF. I'm like, oh, there's something coming up. I already knew. And then and then when he talked about not using the the ring, I oh yeah, it's gonna be the next. And so thank you for that shout out. Oh, you're welcome. I figure you always deserve that, you know. For sure. Because you know Heather tried to give me uh, credit for a call on one of Brian Ballard's posts, and I had to make sure I hurry and correct that before she set him up to kick my ass next. So you know, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're, gonna have, you're gonna have you're gonna have a bus coming down to your house. <laughs> uh, first, first she sticks Sergeant Slaughter on me, and now she's trying to stick Brian Ballard. So the you know, bus of, bus of whoop ass. <laughs> I, I'd say I don't know what the hell I did to her. In case, one, in case one doesn't get the job done, the other one will. You yeah. Know. yeah. yeah we're back from our short little break we're not going to get much into the weekly wwe programming because it was the build to survivor series which is make basically our main cover for today so we're going to go ahead and get right into it for the monday night raw results the brawling brutes defeat the judgment day omos defeats johnny gargano Boo. yeah i don't <laughs> thanks a lot miz you pussy anyways uh match number hey, three watch, watch, you watch the miss slanger there <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah, match number three austin theory defeats mustafa ali the tag team of elias and matthew riddle defeat the team of alpha academy drew mcintyre gets the victory over baron corbin and in what was the war games advantage match for the women's war games match rhea ripley gets the advantage for her team defeating oscar and in NXT, Cora Jade defeats Wendy Chu. Ivy Nile defeats Kiana James. Carlos' new favorite, Scripps, defeats Guru Raj. Zoe Stark getting the victory over the newcomer, Sol Ruka. For the NXT Tag Team Championship, Pretty Deadly retains against Andre Chase and Duke Hudson. And in the NXT North American Championship match, Wesley retains over Kamilo Hayes. And going into the through the SmackDown results, uh, we found out that Becky Lynch, I hate you, Will and Carlos. <laughs> Becky Lynch was announced Whoa! as the <laughs> as the fifth member for Team Bel Air. <laughs> I don't really hate you guys. I love you too much. In the first match of that night for the world, one of the World Cup semifinals, Santos Escobar gets victory over Booch. The Viking Raiders get a dominant victory over Hit Row. In the other World Cup semifinal, Ricochet gets the upset over Braun Strowman. Match number four, the team of Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, gets the victory over Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez. And in the main event, which was a War Games advantage for the men's War Games match, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre get the victory and advantage for their team against the Usos there. So, without any further ado, 
Did you guys have anything on that real quick? I have absolutely nothing on Raw or SmackDown. Okay. Did you have anything on NXT? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, let's go ahead and hear your NXT thoughts. Uh, As far as Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu, I really, really like the direction that they're going with uh, Cora Jade. She's just getting meaner and meaner. She's pushing that hill pretty good. Uh, Definitely want to throw out props to Ivy Nile. That was a good match and I, I was actually surprised by the tap out uh scripts come on <laughs> you mean reggie yes come on <laughs> oh, now you know it's reggie now he's wearing a mask that's, oh, I'm sorry. What, what I wrote down about this was this was just weird. The mask wearing, the mask wearing Reggie. Story. It, was, it was just weird. It was weird usage of them. Just it threw me off. Uh, Zoe Starks versus Sol Ruka. It wasn't a bad match. I'm just really, really kind of disappointed what they're doing with Sol Ruka. Well, keep in mind she's she's brand new. So yeah. I think it'll be a matter of time. As much as as good as she actually still looked in that match, I think she'll end up being a bigger star than what we're seeing now. Yeah. Um, Chase U versus Pretty Deadly. I wrote down. Really, is it is it going to be this obvious? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all expecting Duke Hudson. Oh yeah. To can chase you at some point. Um, my favorite match of the night was definitely uh, Wesley versus Carmelo Hayes. It was an excellent match with a great finish. I'm sorry, Carmelo Hayes is ready for main roster. Get, yeah. his, get his ass up there. He's been ready for main roster for like a year. Yeah, I mean, the way that guy works, it, there's no no doubt he can hold his own up there. Yep, and that's pretty much everything I got for all right. WWE's programming for the week, except for Survivor Series. Okay. Heather, do you have anything to add to it? No, I don't. I don't have anything to add to any of that. <laughs> Carlos? I do have something to add. Like, um, what, so for Raw, like, let's, like, can we swap Big Joseph to Kevin Patrick immediately? Like, Kevin Patrick, to me, just isn't getting it. Like he just doesn't connect with the fans. He makes a, he makes Raw feel very generic. Like they need to move Big Joseph up and then have him earn his stripes. Then maybe move Kevin Patrick back. Um, and then for me, like the one thing it was even the uh, my notes from like when we missed last week is like they just need to have bigger stars on there. I feel like the music is what's really killing Raw. Like I even changing Johnny Gargano's theme and it's people like well they had to because you know they lost they lost the music. Well I'm like they didn't have to. They could have paid the money and kept the rights. You know like that to me is like you know you have all the Saudi Arabia money like use it for the right reasons. You know like use it for. Um, Use it for, you know, to get the rights for, you know, the right music. And, like, help, you know, Sean Benjamin, you know, had his old theme song. It would just add so much more. I would go get John Morrison, too, and just have him. Like, because it just seems like there's no connection between the crowd and the music. It's just, it's very just, like, watching, like, almost like a tennis match. It's just boring. Um, and then, for me, like, what are the wrestlers fighting for? Like, for example, like, they should have the Usos on there this week, you know? Like, again, because to me, okay, like, Riddle, Riddle and... and um, and, and um, Elias won. Now give him a tag title match. You know, like like what are they fighting for? What's the end of the feuds? You know, like that was my big my big thing there. You know, and again, like the bloodline should have been on there. As far as SmackDown goes, you know, the programming gods worked in my favor this week and it didn't record, so all I had to watch was the highlights, which I'm happy about. Um, <laughs> after you know, I was like, oh darn, yeah, I didn't get to watch the whole two hours. Boo, you know, like 
After watch, like watch, just watching the highlights on YouTube, just it, it fed me enough of what I needed to see. Um, after what they did, the shot see on on Friday, I had no interest in watching Saturday, and I was the one willing to give it a chance. And I just they just ruined that match by the by the build up. I and I love I love seeing Braun get get his receipt for you know his comments about his crown jewel match. <laughs> so I love seeing him lose to Ricochet. Um, and then I like I like the LA Knights is has no fear with his with his speed for Bray again. That's gonna you know people sit there you know fans on the on Twitter talking about oh you know it's, it's not gonna look, look good if you know LA Knights is a feud with with Bray because he's gonna lose. But it's like well just with LA Knight being a feud with Bray it elevates him. So I like the fact that he's in that feud with him. As far as you know, let's talk let's talk let's talk about uh, NXT. I thought Katana and Chance. I love how they're improving and everything. I love that they gave the women a lot of segments and matches. They had three matches, I think, in one segment. Um, I didn't like how they did Wendy Chew dirty. You know, give my give my girl some waterless makeup. You know, like that was just so sad. Like oh, her whole face was washed away after she got hit with that thing. Well, don't um, for, don't forget her eyelash was right there in the yeah, middle of her face. It was too. so sad, so sad. Like you couldn't get the couldn't get the, the girl with some waterless makeup. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> the whole scripts thing. I mean, come on. I mean, did they did they go shopping at the after at the after party sale? At, at, you know, at Halloween City or you know, it's like God has got his costume fifty percent. I'm like that was so tragic, and it's like like we all know we all know you know we it's Axiom is a kid, but at least there's some you know we don't know, but we do know like that was just so ridiculous. They should just have it come out to Kofi's theme song and you know made it an all for one, you know just a slap in the face, you know like on Shawn Michaels. Um, for me, the only thing that could save this gimmick, and I'm being serious about this, is like I would love to see. Um, Andre Chase come out next week and just slap the hell out of him and be like, "What are you thinking? What are you? This is the stupidest idea you ever had." And then have him join Chase U as a male cheerleader, you know, and have him replace Brody. That should have been the gimmick they should have gave him. Like he should be a male cheerleader with Chase U to replace Brody, you know. Like he should be with Chase U, and you know, the script should have been should have been safe for a more badass character. You know, what's gonna happen when the first time he does a promo? You know, is he gonna use like a, a talking thing like Kane used to? You know, like it's like that's not gonna be his voice. Um, I didn't like how Zoe. Sparks, you know, came out to no music and no theme. I, did, I, I didn't like how she was just in the ring, especially after she just had this big turn on, um, on what's her name? I forget her partner's her Nikita Lion. Oh, yeah, especially since she just turned on Nikita Lion. And after she had that really good interview about why she talked about what she did, now you're going to have her just waiting in the ring for somebody that jobbed out to her. That made no, zero sense to me. Um, I love the Charlie Dempsey vignette. I thought that was, I love the old school vibe of him. Again, I'm a, he's a character I already love. And then I, again, I like you guys already said. I think Wesley and Carmelo killed it. It's not that they we knew they're gonna have a good match, but for me, I would have I I rather have not seen the match if they're not gonna move Carmelo up to the main roster. I rather he have just left the left the European title behind. I mean, left the North American title behind. And I rather he was I rather he was just like feuding with with Bob Breaker for the for the NXT Championship. I feel like they shouldn't have had him have to go back one more time. He should have just been he should have just went to a feud with Braun for the NXT title. And that's all I kind of have right now for it, all that. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think Carmelo's already put enough prestige on that North American Championship. At least give him one shot for the NXT Championship before yet send him to the main roster. However, yeah, she's moved up to the yeah, exactly Mayfield. Yes. However, I think where he's done such a great job bringing prestige to that North American Championship, he doesn't necessarily need the NXT Championship. It'd just be nice to see him get one opportunity for it before they move him up, and yeah, it's definitely well earned on his part. Yeah. 
Maybe, maybe, they can, maybe they can put him with Carmelo on the main roster. Melo and Melo, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would, that would uh, definitely be interesting. We'll see how right. Corey... Melo and Melo are money. We'll have I to, never do, yeah, great. Yeah, we'll have to that. see how Graves reacts to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe, maybe that could be how he, how he gets his last match. You know, there you go. Oh, there you go. Uh, Well, I can definitely say Survivor Series is one of the most unpredictable events this year. Would you say the same thing, Will? Uh, certain parts of it, definitely. Yeah, it was uh, was a little interesting this year. Um, as we did our predictions, I didn't fare out so well. I was one and four. You were three and five. Um, so I got three out of five right. Carlos, what did you, how did you do? I think I only got I think I only got one, didn't I? Or yeah, I think yeah, I think I only got one out of five. Well, two out of six if you count Becky coming back. That's a- <laughs> uh, no bullshit. We're not counting that. <laughs> Why not? No, no. Why not? Why not? Says the guy who guessed wrong. Okay. Oh. <laughs> keep that keep keep that Sasha candle bright on every night. You know, she all right candle for Sasha. All right, we'll give you two the good monkey points All right, there. Sounds so good. Sounds good. Bonus point for Will and Carlos. Carlos gets a two, Woo, and yeah. Will gets a four. <laughs> Heather Will wins the night. Heather, what did you end up? Um, I projected. I projected, I projected that uh, the winner of the the women's four games. Uh, the AJ and Finn, Batwin, and Rhonda. So it was three out of five. Three out of five. Out of five. Yeah. Well, I guess Will technically wins with that bonus point. So see, there you go. Wow. That's why you got to have those bonus points. Wow, Will ends the Will wins the Good Monkey Award this week. I guess so. My my fist is up in the air for you, Will. Just so you know. <laughs> He's got the, he's yep. got he's got the the ones, yep, yep, <laughs> acknowledging them. Oh lordy! Anyways, let's get right into Survivor Series results. <laughs> Before we get any more further off track, in the opening match, they started off with the women's war games match: Team Bel Air, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Mia Yim, and Becky Lynch gets the victory over Damage Control's Bailey. Eo Sky, Dakota Kai, along with Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross. In match number two, AJ Styles from the OC gets his victory over his former best friend, Finn Balor. In the SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey retains against Shotzi. In the United States Triple Threat match, which I think was the shocker of the entire wrestling community, Austin Theory becomes the new United States champion, dethroning Seth freaking Rollins and Bobby Lashley. And in the main event, in the men's war games match, the Bloodline gets the victory over the team of Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, Butch, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. And we're going to go ladies first on this because... 
Oh, boy. I know she's going to have a lot to say <laughs> on this one. So, Heather, why don't you give us your take on Survivor Series? Uh, I thought the women's war games match was really good. They got in there and fought and beat the hell out of each other. Um, I just, I really liked that one, that, that match. Um, AJ Styles and Finn, I really loved that AJ won. Um, he needed the win. Uh, I knew Ronda was going to retain against Shotzi, and they made Shotzi look terrible. Uh, as usual, and Ronda sucks too. So uh, I mean, it, that, that match just sucked all around. I couldn't stand it. Um, and Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley and Seth, I cannot fucking believe Austin Theory got the United States Championship. Hey, calm down. <laughs> I, I shut up. <laughs> oh, yes, I think Carlos is the one that's going to need to hide after this week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I really thought Steph was going to retain. That was really a shocker for me right there. Um, and then the men's war games match. Oh my God. Fuck the bloodline. <laughs> uh, and Sammy's little went fast. Like, really? You did that? I mean, you really went that far with that crap? Um, his little oozy ass. Um, and, like, I was like, I made the post last night. Are you feeling oozy? Are you feeling broody? Because, you know, they made that point. And everybody was like, I'm feeling oozy. Like, y'all go to hell. Um, but, you know, like it was a good match. Like they, they really did good. But I, I didn't like the ending. Um, with Sami Zayn. Um, but it, it was overall Survivor Series was really good. You know, William just gave us kudos in DM the other day for not mentioning the word Usi, and you just totally messed that up. There you go, William. <laughs> <laughs> she's got two words for you I think. Oh, uh, I think I think she has a lot more than two words Lee. it's been going today <laughs> well I, do you want to get it off your chest now or do you want me to go to Carlos I'm 100% reserved you can go with Carlos uh, Carlos why don't you go next <laughs> so um you know, like for me, like the one thing for me, like just to start off is like, I feel like they need to do a better job of picking cities. Like, I mean, where I live, like if they would have had that event in Sacramento last night, I guarantee you, like the crowd would have been off the hook. Um, I feel like, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where like, oh, WWE's in town, the Survivor Series, let's go watch it. But we're, we're, people are just kind of going out of, out of habit and because of their name recognition. But that crowd was just dead. And it was, it was, it was, and it just took away from, it just took away from the whole event for me. Like, there's like, that's the one thing you can talk about. Hey, those AEW crowds, man, they make the events. And this crowd just sucked. Um, and for me, like, the other, before I get started, anything else is like Triple H has to deliver Sasha and Naomi. He has to. For me, like he has to bring back Sasha and Naomi. Like especially after he brought back Bray Wyatt, like, he he can he, does he needs to not bring anyone else back until he delivers those two women. Because until they bring them back, the fans are going to just keep shitting on matches like Ronda and Shotzi. Um, for the women's match, again, the one my one criticism is, is like 
Um, all the whoever opened the match, they should have brought all the weapons in. The two people in the very beginning should have brought all the weapons in, or they should hang the weapons from the top of the roof next year. But like to me, like that just the psychology of the war games matches. Like your partners are getting their asses beat, and you're going to take ninety seconds to drive to, to to go get some weapons. Like I just didn't like that psychology, and and sometimes too the psychology of war games is like usually. When you're when the other team has the advantage or they even up, they're beating the ass of the other team, and I feel like that psychology was just lost a lot because they're trying to make time up for them to bring the weapons in. So I, that kind of just um, fell short on me. And I feel like I like how Becky called an audible. I think she called an audible for that for that um, for that table shot because she wanted to make the fans happy. So I love that part for Becky. Um, I was glad to be wrong. <laughs> Excuse me. I was glad to be wrong about Finn and AJ's match because I'm glad that AJ finally got that, that big win. He needed a, he needed a singles titles win. I think he lost for like three years of pay-per-view matches in a row for singles matches. Um, again, Ronda and Shotzi. Shotzi could have blew herself out of a cannon. She could have done a you know hundred foot thing out of the, out of the you know top of the ceiling. It wouldn't matter. Fans just weren't invested in the thing, and I felt bad for her because she gave it her all. But the match. Just it could have carried less. Like again, Sasha and Naomi should have came out to you know um, interrupt them at the end. I thought the U.S. title match again. I love Austin Theory, so I like that. But again, to me, like no matter what, like it doesn't. Like, this new character for me, it doesn't excuse what Triple H did with the Money in the Bank. Again, if he wanted, if he wanted to make Theory a badass, he should have he should have had him lose Money in the Bank, contract to somebody else, and use someone else to cash it in. And then, you know, had Barry go down this new character thing. Because, again, to me, this is the logic of it. So I'm still not going to forgive him for that. Because at the end of the day, even if you think you're going to lose your, your title match, you could have used that to have a main event match at WrestleMania. So, to me, the psychology still doesn't work. He still doesn't, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it out with me. I still don't like what they did with, with the money in the bank. Um, and for me, too, if you're going to if you were going to just have Barry win the mat, win the U.S. title, you should have just kept it on Lashley. If you're going to and then that and again, and that invalidates his excuse of, you know, we're trying to use money in the bank to make the U.S. title more prestigious. Well, again, if you want to make it more prestigious, don't hop potato the title like it should have never been on Rollins if he was just going to lose the theory. I didn't like that at all. Um, but again, it's 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 the right direction to have a heel champion because they're trying to make Rollins a face and Lashley a face and Ali. So it makes more more sense to have them chasing the heel. Um, as far as the main event goes, <laughs> I don't like I didn't like the storyline of the main event at all. Um, I don't like the fact that you had three former world champions and shoot and, and Sheamus, Drew, and Kevin Owens feeling insignificant. Like the whole way the match is booked, that's kind of like they don't stand a chance to win. This, the storyline's more about if the if, if the Usos, the bloodline can get along. And I don't like that at all. Like those are three former badass world champions, and they should have been just kicking ass with Sammy kind of just maybe at the end showing his true colors. But it wasn't like about these guys stand a chance. It was more of a like the storyline was more of. Well, if a bloodline gets along and the match is there, there's no questions asked. And I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all because um, it feels like they never stood a chance. And again, now now I, I feel like I care less about those guys. And those guys are all former world champions who were red hot. At least at least the brawling brutes were going into that match. I just didn't like that at all. Those are all my thoughts on Survivor Series. Okay, um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and cover both the uh, War Games matches right off the bat. Uh, the women's. It, I did enjoy that match. I'm I'm glad that the faces won. I want to show a lot of respect towards Becky Lynch because she was smart enough to wrestle with care and rely on her legs more than she has in the past. 
And so that was a huge part of why I liked this match so much. Uh, too many weapons. Just too many weapons. You and I are in agreement on that. Uh, let's see. The uh, men's. I'm, I'm with Carlos on this one. It seemed like the focus was more on the Sami Zayn and Jey Uso issue. And they just seemed to not really be that extreme on the match. It was just kind of a dud for me. Uh, AJ versus Finn. Great match. I love the fact that it was a clean win. Uh, Shotzi versus Rousey. This... This was a terrible match. Like, this was almost pointless. Especially when they brought Shayna Baszler in there to be distraction. What was the point of that if not once did Shayna really get any kind of leverage or affect the match that much? And you have Shotzi doing the, all those moves and just ends up tapping out. That that was pointless to me. Uh, the triple threat for the U.S. title. Ugh again I have no problem with the fact that Theory actually won the title I just don't like the way they ended it because to me it seems like it delegitimizes his his win like Carlo said you know they had him uh, they had him lose with the money in the bank thing and then he turns around and just barely wins all for the sake of continuing a rivalry that that just didn't swim with me yeah. Um, well, I'll give my take on the three mat three non war game matches. I thought it was finally nice to see AJ break that losing streak. You know, three years without a singles win on a WWE premium live event. I in agreement with both you, Carlos. Well, all three of you. Um, it was nice to see him get that win. However, I just don't see this being the end of the OC and. Judgment Day, I think when Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows come back from serving their New Japan dates, I I have a feeling it's going to pick back up again. However, I think WWE dropped the ball by not having Edge come back. Um, as far as the Women's SmackDown Championship match, uh, yeah, I, I'm with Carlos on that too. I'm a little disappointed. You're in Boston, Massachusetts. That was your big chance to bring the hometown hero Sasha Banks back and I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe a deal just can't get made or Sasha Banks is still kinda holding up to get what she feels she's worth and there's nothing wrong with that. I just yeah, it was a really huge missed opportunity there because that match was I I hate to say it because I love both Ronda Rousey and Shotzi. Sorry, Heather. But, uh, yeah, I I just think you had two great in-ring performers, and I think they both fell due to shitty booking and creative. Sorry. Yeah. they. I mean... I was disappointed to not see I, I, Sasha Banks. I will agree with uh, Brian Ballard. He did a great job on his uh, Survivor Series review on Tap Out Talk. It was nice that it was a basic match and it kind of got done quick, but it didn't really serve a purpose to me, in my opinion. It just both women didn't look great, and I know they're definitely capable of better work. 
as far as the United States Championship match, I'm with you. I'm not. It's not so much that I'm against Theory winning the championship, but it was the spear from Robbie Lashley that did it in, and Theory just fell on top of Rollins for the victory. Yep. We just got done seeing a similar finish like on AEW Full Gear, where Samoa Joe in that TNT Championship match takes the belt to right behind Wardlow, knocks him out after he's already did the damage to powerhouse Hobbs and Samoa Joe gets the victory. It was like that, only just more accidental. Not not a terrible finish, but I don't like that kind of finish. Um, but, you know, yeah, they should have just... To me, they should have either, either kept the title on Rollins... Or had a solid victory. Yeah, somewhere there. Um, as far as the war game matches, I kind of have similar thoughts for both matches. And you know where I'm going to go on this. I am very old school when it was first introduced by Dusty Rhodes in the Jim Crockett days. To me, the war games match needs to be in an enclosed cage. None of this shit going toward the top and doing high-risk moves. To me, it's already dangerous enough just with them bringing the weapons as it is in the ring. Which I also think they don't need to really have the weapons in the ring either because you saw a lot of those matches where they didn't have weapons. The only weapon was basically the cage. Um, That year where we saw uh, Steen's squadron against the Dangerous Alliance, Mm. they... You saw Larry Sabisco and I'm trying to remember which other talent it was. It might have been Steve Austin. I can't remember. But they were taking the top turnbuckle off and they got it loose and Larry Sabisco ended up using it. He was, I think, trying to hit Sting and I think he accidentally nails Bobby Eaton. That's who it was, Bobby Eaton. And he thumps Bobby Eaton in the shoulder with the turnbuckle and that's what cost them the match. You know, that's basically your in-ring weapon there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you got plenty of in-ring stuff inside the cage to use as weapons. The weapons took away from the matches to me. Yeah. Too many weapons, I think, in, well, especially the women's match, they really... Overutilized. Yeah, it's, like, it's, lazy, it's lazy booking. It's lazy booking. We'll yeah. throw some weapons in there and make it cool. It's lazy booking. Like you said, the, 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 the war games itself, the, the cage should be the weapon. That's the match. Like, yeah, I agree with you totally. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, enclose that top like hell in the cell cages are. You know, seal that top. No one can escape. You know, lock that cage door once you get all ten participants in there. Let them beat the shit out of each other. That was the purpose of war games was to was to brawl, not not have a technical wrestling match. And my favorite one was uh, my favorite one was um, was uh, Sting and Brian Pillman, the signers against the Horsemen, which oh. were Sid. I mean, because I was a huge Brian Pillman fan, and were Sid's bouncing Pillman off the top of the cage as he's powerballing him. I mean, I cried as a kid, you know, because I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's killed him," you know, like. Well, that, that first. That's, that, yeah. That sorry, that first powerbomb Sid gave Pillman. Uh, if you watch it closely. Pillman landed more on his neck than he did his shoulders. They oh, yeah, tried to for sell sure. It. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm just sitting yeah. there thinking, oh, Jesus, Sid killed Brian. Um, yeah, exactly. But that psychology of using the cage, it was just so, so mercenary. It was like, oh, my, you didn't need the weapon. Like you said, the match itself was the weapon, you know. It was that, oh, my gosh, traumatized me. Right. It, like I said, if you watch a lot, of, if you go back and watch on the Peacock Network, I recommended that on Twitter. Go back and watch some that uh, Best of the War Games 
you'll see the first three War Games matches, which I think came from Jim Crockett and WCW. I mean, I think the only weapon you ever saw thrown in the ring maybe was Paul e- or Paul Dangerously's cell phone. That was about it. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, they always used the cage. They used the rope. They used whatever was inside the structure. But, again, the point of war games is to brutalize your opponents and brawl. It's not a technical wrestling match. It's the only way, you, sh- in my opinion, you should be able to win. And I made this in my mid-review for the website of the fans of ProWrestling.com. To me, they need to go back to where the only way you can win that match is to make your opponents submit or surrender. And that's what make would make war games be a kick-ass event again. Absolutely. But that's that's basically my take on the Survivor Series event. And I overall, I enjoyed the event still, regardless of a few flaws I saw in the event. It was just weird. Yeah, I mean, to me, and I even said I I was humbled, but I still enjoyed the event because this was probably one of the worst events I did as far as predictability. One for four again, only 20% guessing. But, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I I like the fact that WWE switched things up and made it look like still anything can happen. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, you got anything else, Will? No. Carlos, you got anything else? No, I agree. I'm just not in agreement with you. Like you said, the psychology of it. If you're beating somebody up for 20 minutes, it's going to be easy to pin them. I like what you said. It should be submit or surrender. Absolutely. All right. Heather, did you have anything else to add? No, I don't. All right. We'll just take a quick break and be right back. Now it's for our fun little segment, our top ten for the week. And I'm assuming everybody's all ready to go. Will's not in his head, so I know that you other two are ready. So we're going to do ladies first as usual. Heather, who do you have as your number ten? I put Darby Allen. All righty. Carlos? I have FTR. All right. William? Britt Baker. All right, and I put Ricochet. Heather, you're number nine. Uh, FTR. That is pretty close to Carlos. Carlos, you're number nine. Ricochet, close to you. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to tell each other, I guess. So, William? Wesley. All right. And Heather, you're number eight. Uh, I put the Elite. All right, Carlos? Number eight, I have Chris Jericho. All right, Will? Cora Jade. Oh, I put uh, Preston 10 Vance. I'm probably going to get some heat for that one. So, Heather, you're number seven. Seth Rollins. All right, Carlos? I put Preston 10, so no heat for you. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm glad someone finally saved my ass, so... Will, number seven. Jake Hager. All right. I went with uh, AJ Styles. 
It's uh, Heather, you're number six. Uh, Wesley. Carlos? AJ Styles. <laughs> Are you doing this shit on purpose? No, this is really my list. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be Good interesting. Good minds think alike this week, yeah. I guess. This is scripture number one, too. Listen, I'm kind of scared to announce my number six here soon, but uh, Will, you're not... Or, yeah, Will, you're number six. FTR. Yeah, Will had them a little higher. All right, my number six went to Ricky Starks. So, Heather, we're getting the halfway mark. You're number five. AJ Styles. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Carlos? Austin Theory. Oh, thank God. We broke it. <laughs> uh, Will? Kenny Omega. All right. Uh, my number five went to Kevin Owens. And Heather, we're now number four. Um, I put number four, I put the bloodline and Sami Zayn. Bloodline and Sami Zayn? Yeah. All right. All in one. Come on. All right. We'll go with that. <laughs> Carlos, your number four. I, I did my own thing this week, so it's... Oh, uh, yeah. No, 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 okay, it's, it's fine. No yeah, we're, we're not going to rile her up anymore. I think no, we've done no, enough no, no, of that. Good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> my number four is Wesley. All right, Will? AJ Styles. Interesting, and I put Becky Lynch. And Heather, your number three. Um, another one, my, that's, uh, my own thing. I put the Brawling Brutes, KO, and Drew McIntyre. All right, nothing wrong with that. We're just making sure you're all good, so. No one needs to get an arm, no one needs to get an arm broken, it's okay. That's right, that's right. Carlos, you're number three, or sorry, you're number Ricky Starks. All Ricky right. Starks, and I'm doing the pose as I say it. <laughs> Will? Chris Jericho. All right. My number three actually went to FTR. All right, we're down to the top two. Heather, you're number two. Uh, the, the Bianca women's war games team, yeah. Team Bel Air, basically? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Carlos, you're number two. Uh, number two is Becky Lynch. <laughs> Will? Well, crap. Becky Lynch. Yeah. That's okay. Now, now you two are on each other, so have fun with that. Uh, My number two went to Rhea Ripley. <laughs> and so now we're to the best moment. Heather, you're number one. Um, actually, I messed that up. Number two was uh, Rhea, Nikki, and Damage Control. And my number one is the Bel Air team. I screwed that up. <laughs> oh, okay. We're good. I'll get it fixed. Good thing I haven't put it in the website yet. So. All right, Carlos. Scripts. No, I'm just kidding. No, sorry. Oh, the, bloodline. the bloodline. The bloodline. The bloodline. Come whoa, on now. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we had the same talk to you. I had a film that was going to happen when you said, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to put scripts on the site just to piss you off. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Will? So this is the one that's going to surprise you. Ivy Nile. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. 
think that pretty much broke it up with all of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my number one actually is a combo. I'm pulling a Heather and doing my own damn thing, so roll tide bitches. Uh no, I do what I want. <laughs> my number one goes to Sami Zayn and Jey Uso having their little huggy moment there in the cage. So, yeah, that was uh, quite the little interesting ending there. So, anyhow, yeah, that's our top ten. And if any of you out there listening have a top ten, please don't be afraid to submit it to us on Twitter or on our page, thefansofprowrestling.com. We have a little bit of a section there called on our contact us where you can actually submit a top 10 list to us so please don't ever be afraid to send us to that and we'll even announce it on the air in the future if you ever feel like doing so so anyhow with that being said uh we're gonna get right into our shout outs and we'll start off with heather on those um good lord uh nwo machine Bayer from wish uh wrestling the truth podcast um brian ballard um let's see uh ted hill the hill uh, hillbilly hill um that's all i got for right now all right carlos how about you i think I'm going to give one to um, the first to second of Raw podcast. I listen to them every every weekend at work, and they just crack me up so much. So shout out to those that team over there. Um, Roth Infrared R, um, Sarah Execution 84 on Twitter, um, Patrick Patty Magic 96, uh, Fester Fink at Scourge Vigo, uh, Jay Jen Henry 79, and then the future WWE champ, the Jersey Hawk, uh, Ethan Theory. All right. Will, did you have any shout outs to give? Not this week. <laughs> and based on that look i understand uh so <laughs> uh, my shout outs this week go to a couple of special ones um the first one i want to say give a shout out to is gil mary gomez i believe her name is she's one of our listeners out in puerto rico so thank you gil mary for always listening and doing some Thanks, gil mary. that's very awesome of you to support us um, one actually got a DM from last night. Uh, very awesome of her to give us. A, I want to say her name's Nikki Bees. Uh, her at handle on Twitter is My Radio Clash. Uh, she actually sent me this DM. Hey, love your content, and you know we appreciate you listening. Thank you. Also, want to give a big shout out to a few podcasts that I listen to. I want to give a shout out to the Chime In podcast, the Today We Laughed and Learned, Austin Boyer over at the Wrestling World, the Ghost of All Elite, Fan in the Van, Ken, Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast, who does a great job there, uh, Yeti Yef, who does the 8750 podcast, that's a loads of laugh. However, I do warn you, if, you're, if you don't like... Uh, adult material content or foul language you probably shouldn't listen to that one uh other than that um also want to give a shout out to jay henry who did a great job doing some live tweeting during the survivor series event as well same with real jack Cassidy. i think he actually admitted he liked a match on survivor series oh my last goodness no yeah way. yeah <laughs> i i just about blew my eyeballs out of the socket there i'm like 
I better I better yeah. screenshot this and save this for future for reference. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a big shout out to all of you who do take the time to listen to us because there are thousands of wrestling podcasts. But please also go support all those guys too. They do a lot of great content out there. Same with any other indie podcast. Um, lately, we've been getting good ratings on the good on the Good Pods app. I believe it was number eight on the wrestling or the indie wrestling or something like that. Number six on the whichever one it wasn't, whether it was the indie or the regular wrestling. And then we were like number 14 on the indie sports chart. So thank you to everyone who's been tuning in and listening to us. We appreciate it. And with that said, we're going to get right to our closing credits. Thank you to Lipson.com for hosting our site and getting us on every platform out there. And we also want to give a big thank you to Pixabee.com for allowing us the royal, to download the royalty-free music to use. You can also reach us on thefansofprowrestling.com, our Facebook group, The Fans of Pro Wrestling. Carlos, thank you for joining that recently. We got you in there. Yeah, and you're welcome. we're going to go over our Twitter handles real quick. Heather, why don't you go ahead and give yours first? It's uh, at Bama Girl underscore the number four underscore EVA. It's Bama Girl Forever and Road Tide Bitches. Goodbye, Auburn. <laughs> well, <laughs> did you have anything else to add there? Or you... <laughs> uh, no, we just whooped their ass and that's it. Okay. Carlos, why don't you give your Twitter handles there? Yeah, so I'm um, personal ones at C to the LOS seventy seven and then my nonprofit is at Conquer the No. All right, William. At William H O P P E eight. All right. And for me, I've actually got two myself. One for the podcast, WF Insight Podcast, and my personal John J O H N W F Insight. You can also give us some voicemail feedback if you would like. Our area code's 385-367-4772. And we also have a brand new webpage for our podcast that might make it easier for everyone to access and listen to. If you go to podpage.com forward slash wrestling fans insight, all one word there, it'll actually direct you to our brand new podcast page and you can select whichever player you like to listen to us on and i believe that is it oh i forgot you can listen to us on every other pretty much every platform like i mentioned before from lipson.com we are on spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcast deezer ghana good pods and we have our google thank you carlos that's your favorite, I believe. <laughs> yep. And uh, you can go to our YouTube channel. Just find us, the Wrestling Fans Insight Podcast, and it'll take you right to our channel. Outside of that, I have nothing else. You guys have anything else to add, William? Nope. Heather? No. Carlos? No, just thank you guys. It was, fun. it was a fun episode. Appreciate it. All right. And thank you, Obey Jess, for tuning in and listening to us on, in the room. Uh, we will be back again next Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, here on Twitter Space. 
And we hope you all have a great week. Be safe. Peace out. Take care.